finish off our summer, which has been fantastic, by the way. How many of you guys go. have had a great summer? Great summer? Come on. It's been a great summer. We're going to do something we like to call live, Q, and R. R. Ha, gotcha. Ho! Live Q and R. Here in the Q and R, Q and R stands for question and ridiculous response. 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 Because the truth is, we don't always have an answer to a question, but we always have a response. So that's we don't have a, the answer. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So I'm up here. Because we always have a response. 100%. Always got something to <laughs> don't say. Don't have the answer. But I don't want to, I want to fool you in believing, or most of you can't be fooled to know. I, we don't, both of us or anybody else that's up here uh, will never have all of the answers. And that's not the point of church. It's not the point of pastors. Uh, we, we just want to journey with you. So tonight's going to be an opportunity. You get to text him. Hi, dude. Love you. That's my son. He's helping with offering, like a little junior usher stud. Junior ushers raising up raising up leaders. Oh man, sorry. Um, we want to create an environment here. Uh, one of the things that church has done a terrible job at. There's a lot of great things church does, and the church also gets a bad rap a lot too. But one of the things that I've watched the church struggle at while I was in high school and throughout my life, and even still to this day, is that it can become a, a place where like when people have questions, they just don't they can't talk about them or ask them. Like there's this weird feeling of like I should know this or I can't ask this question because if I do, then somebody's going to think I'm struggling or whatever. So the church can become this weird place where it's like, don't ask that question because we don't talk about that. And man, we want to take the lid off all of that. And we want to create a space where we know you've got these questions. And we know whether it's with your faith, whether it's with um, the Bible, whether it's with something with your parents, whether it's with a situation with friends or a relationship, um, that this is a space we want to create that's safe for you to ask questions and us be able to point you to the word of God, ultimately, to Jesus, and go, what's the Bible say? If the Bible says something about it, if it doesn't specifically say something about it, what are the principles of God's word that speak into our issues and our questions that we can point you to and wrestle with stuff? Because wrestling can be good. In fact, it is good. And we want to create a safe place to wrestle with the tough questions that we have. Someone just opened up a FaceTime or uh, something. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I got ears like... <laughs> That's cool. They can FaceTime in. I'm sure they want, sure they want to be a part. Um, so tonight, here's how it's going to go. First of all, this is my guy, Wesley. How many of you guys love Wesley? <laughs> this young man is um, turning 23 yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. One, two, three. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Wesley. Happy birthday to you. Let's go. Woo! Love you. Uh, Wesley and his wife, Amanda, most of you guys know, but if you're newer, Wesley and Amanda, where's Amanda at? You in here? She's sitting back here. Um, hey, we love Amanda. Can you guys show some a love for her? These guys are uh, our middle school directors and assistant youth pastors, and so that's who that's that's who they are. Um, and then you guys, if you don't know me, my wife Holly and I are are the high school pastors here, as well as young adults, and we oversee our Anthem College program, which is our internship, which starts this week. If you're if you got Anthem, if you got Anthem in your blood. Give me some, give me some love. Right? Let's go! Let's go! 
Get yourself one of these. Hey. Anthem starts, and I'm pumped. Okay, so that's who we are. Here's how, here's how it's going to work. We are going to take questions tonight about anything and everything. We can't guarantee to get to all of them. We're going to do our best to get through as many as we can. Um, keep in mind this. It's like four or five months away, but uh, we always get a lot of questions about relationships and hey. that whole that whole dynamic, like probably most of them that come in. You can ask them. We may try to hit some of them, but just know that come February, we spend four weeks talking about uh, relationships and, and walking through that stuff together. So that's going to be a great, do it, throw it. You got it. Question or just note? Oh, <laughs> love it. So if you got questions, I was like, she's, she's actually throwing her question in. I appreciate that. That was awesome. Um, we're going to talk relationships in a few months, uh, but if you've got some that are just di you're dying to ask, you can do that tonight, too. So the number's on the screen. It's an anonymous question that you can text to 97000, and you text the word LWYFAM, all one word, no space. If you've already texted 97000, you should be good to just text right away without even doing LWYFAM, or should we have them do that just in case? I, I don't know, so do it. Do it just in case. <laughs> all right. I'm not positive. So... We're going to begin. I'm going to, I'm going to, you want to pray just like a quick, just to reset this. And then we're going to begin to talk through some questions. Cool. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes. <laughs> Father, thank you for who you are. God, thank you for just the, uh, the reality that you, uh, you don't have to work at all the things that you are. God, you don't have to, you don't have to try you are good, you are faithful, you are loving, you don't have to try it like we do. And so God, I'm just thankful for that. God, I'm thankful for that characteristic of you. And God, I, I just pray that as we come to the table tonight, just to have a conversation, God, I pray that you would be in the midst of everything that we say. God, I pray that we wouldn't, um, God, ask questions or give responses out of just asking questions and giving responses. But God, I pray that you would be in the midst of everything that we say, every word that's typed or, or spoken. God, I pray that you would be in the midst of it. And God, I pray that everything that we do and say and are tonight, God, may it glorify you. God, may you be praised tonight. May you be lifted up. May you be at the center. May you be the main thing. May we keep you the priority of our lives in this night. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. 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 Um, oh, one more thing before we go. We have, we have a really incredible couple that's part of our Living Water uh, adult Let's leader team. Let's go. And they just, they just got married and back from their honeymoon. Right. Where's Evan and Kira? They're back here. Where's Kira? Kira? Kira's up here. Let's go. Evan's back there. Where's Kira? There she is. Let's Husband go. and wife. Oh, so happy for you guys. So excited. Come on. All right, here we go. Um, you got the questions there too? Yep. Uh, first question, is that straight oh, black shoot. coffee? Um, yes, it's nitro, nitro cold brew. But yeah, it's straight, straight black. Um, okay, this is a good one. Let's go right here. Uh, Someone said my eyes aren't closed. I'm assuming that was during the prayer. <laughs> we, <laughs> was that your wife? I might have texted that one in. No, um, no, I might have to get closer to you so we can be what? using maybe even this so we can, I can point I to something. Right okay. I like this one. All right. <laughs> You want to, I'll read it and you can address it first. Sure. Cool. Question is, is it possible to over-spiritualize situations in your life? If so, how do you know? How do you know you're over-spiritualizing or not? Good question. Yes. I think it is, is it, did you say possible? 
possible, yes. I think it is possible. I think it is possible to over-spiritualize things. Uh, and I think um, a good indicator of that, um, I can only speak from my experience, so I'll, I'll give you mine. <clears throat> I, think, I think a good indicator of that uh, is when you, uh, when you take life too seriously. I, I think we take life too seriously sometimes. Um, I think God is, uh, well, John 10.10. 10. You understand. John 10, 10 says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, right? The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But what does God do? God comes to give life and life abundantly, right? Life abundantly is pretty joyful. And so I think sometimes we can over-spiritualize and take too serious the things that are going on. And that's not to, that's not to minimize or reduce hard things that happen in your life. Because the reality is there are hard things that you should take seriously. But I think sometimes we take things too seriously and we become too um, legalistic and maybe a little... Uh, Pharisee-like, if, if you know that reference, Pharisee in the Bible is just people who were so focused on the law that they didn't miss Jesus. And uh, I, think, I think that's, for me, that's a, that's a good indicator that I'm over-spiritualizing something. I, I'm taking myself too seriously to where I can't even have grace for myself. Uh, I, I think that would be my best answer. Response. <laughs> Question or response, sorry. That's really good. There have been season of my, seasons in my life where I've over-spiritualized things a lot and things times in my life where I've under-spiritualized them. And I think a lot of it comes down to just maturity as you're continuing to grow in your relationship with Jesus that you will begin to know in those moments if you're making something a bigger deal than, than it needs to be or you're under. A lot of the times when you're under, like you're under-spiritualizing something, if you will, it's because you're trying to justify something. At least for me. Like, I would be like, oh, it's not, God doesn't really care about this because, like, I liked to get away with something that I thought if I got, you know, found out by something, like, whatever, that that was something that I was, I would justify. But I do think people can over-spiritualize things. Um, I see this happen a lot of times with students. Um, with students in, I'll save, I'll save that one. I'll say that. There's a lot more good questions. That's a good. That's a great question. Uh, yeah. I'd say you're, you had a great response. Continue to pre- continue to press into the Lord. Yeah. Continue to seek His Word, and continue to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. The more you you become attuned to the voice of God in your life, the more you will be able to assess what something is over or under or yeah. right on the dot spiritual enough for that moment in that situation. Yeah. Great question. I think, just to add on that, I think under-spiritualizing, I think I did that for a lot of years, and I think it's because God became normal to me. Like, God just became like, yeah, God. And, like, the more and more I experience life and I experience God, like, no, like, God created the universe and me, and, like, he, he chose me and he loves me, and I'm, I'm a piece of garbage sometimes. And, like, God loves me. Like, that's a huge deal. That's not nor- There's nothing normal about that. And so I think the more and more I experience God and I experience life, like, I think we... We make God normal, and I think we under-spiritualize. And the more and more I experience, like, the more and more I live, like, no, everything is about God. <laughs> and I think, I think we need to live our lives like that. So, um, I'm going to read a question, and there's lots of questions coming in like this one. So I'll kind of try to hit a couple with this. The question is this. What is the best way to introduce Jesus to a non-believer or a person that really doesn't like talking about Christianity? Lots of questions coming in about my family doesn't believe in God. How do I talk to them about Jesus? Or good friends don't believe. How do I share Jesus with people? I'm going to give you two practical things that have been um, super helpful for me and I see modeled in scripture. It's not the whole answer, if that makes sense, or the whole response. The first thing is uh, actions do speak 100,000 times more loud than your words. 
So if you are living your Christianity out loud, and that I mean that, like you're, who you actually are is a follower of Jesus, and that people can see that by your actions, by the way you love, by the way you respond, by the way that you sacrifice, by the way that you are selfless and you're giving and you, you forgive quickly, um, they're going to see something in you that you don't even have to say anything about. They're going to see it. And I think a lot of times people underestimate the value of letting their life speak for themselves. If your life doesn't match your mouth, you have nothing to say. If your life doesn't match what you say, you have nothing to say. Your life should be the foundation upon what your words are built on. That's really important when it comes to sharing your faith with people. Because a, a lot of the times the situations, is, switch situations are people see somebody living one way and they're like, what? I'm not going to listen to you. Like you I, I know what you guys are doing in that time of, you know, or you got a, a parent that you want to know Jesus, but like you talk back to them all the time. You disrespect them. You don't, you're not trustworthy with them. You lie to them. There's lots of things that you could be practically doing to live that out. So that's one. Now, there comes a point when living and just letting your life isn't enough. And the scriptures are clear about how powerful words are. God spoke the world into existence. I think about that sometimes because God is all powerful. He could have just went earth with my little pinky finger. But, but the scriptures are explicitly clear that God spoke it. Why? Words are powerful. So you do need to use your words. Here would be the way I would filter the order upon how you use your words. Ask questions. Rather than be somebody who is giving more statements or giving more answers, you, you will be blown away at how God opens doors with people that don't want Jesus or are, aren't receiving to what God's doing or they don't believe in Jesus yet by you being interested in asking questions to them about where they're at, about how they're doing, about their heart, about what they believe. So your life should be setting the example first and then be a question asker. How, how you doing? Like, talk to me about, like, what you believe about this. Why do you believe that? A lot of the times we go at it like, I've got something to say and I'm going to tell them to their face and it doesn't fly that way. Ask more questions. So those would be two practicals. There's a hundred more things you could say, but those would be the two things that I'd say to that specific question that I'd give just some uh, encouragement towards. Um, a lot of the questions about that, too, about people that don't want to hear it. So, okay, maybe you're like, I live my life. I'm a Jesus follower. I do ask questions, and I, I still get rejected. Play the long game. Christianity does not always happen overnight for people. In fact, most of us, it doesn't. And, and so my encouragement to you is don't give up. Don't give up hope, whether it's a parent that doesn't believe in God or a sibling or a best friend or somebody at school, a teammate. Continue to play the long game, which is that these seeds are being deposited. They're not going to return void. God's word doesn't return void, scriptures say. So don't be discouraged if it doesn't happen overnight. It could take years. And you have no idea when God's going to be, boom, light's going to go on, open their eyes, open their ears. But you can be faithful in continuing to persevere. You got another one? Yeah. Um, what if you believe in God, but do bad things and are afraid that you won't be accepted? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I think um, there's a common uh, pairing of words in the church when we talk about God, and it's Lord and Savior. And I think sometimes we believe in God that he's our Savior but we don't, ne- we don't necessarily want him to be Lord over our life. 
So like, yeah, like, thanks for saving me. I'm going to go live my own life. And I think, um, I don't think, I don't think you will ever experience the full abundant life that God has for you unless you give all of your life and say, God, you are my savior, but you're also Lord of my life. And when you're Lord of my life, that means you have complete authority and access to every part of my life, and you have complete authority and access to every decision I make. And if you, and if you want to know if you've actually experienced transformational, like, like impact and an experience with the Lord, you'll begin to live differently because you want to. When it's a, when it's a have to, you're never, you're never going to experience the full, God, full life that God has for you. It, can, it cannot be a, ha- oh, I, gotta, I have to make good decisions. Fuck. You're, you're just never going to experience the full life that God has for you. The, le- the second part of it. Do you wanna, can I add one yeah, thing to that? Because I 100% agree with that. That there is going to be a moment where it transitions from have to to, to want to or get to. Yeah. But let me say something about that. Yeah. You, you may not um, wish your way into wanting. It's, I'm, I'm going to say this, I'll say it slowly. It's easier to act your way into a new way of thinking than it is to think your way into a new way of acting. Yep. What I mean by that That's is really sometimes good. we need to, to walk in the discipline of something before it becomes the desire. So 100% agree, but there will be moments that someone's asking this question that you, you've got to pr- pr- walk in the discipline of something before it ultimately becomes something you hunger for. Like, I do not crave the, I'll tell you right now, I do not crave the gym right now. My wife's like, amen. Sorry, babe. Um, I'm not hungry for the gym. I'm not hungry to put my body through physical exertion in the gym uh, because I'm out of shape and I've been out of it for a little bit. Summer camp took a toll on me. Okay, guys? <clears throat> Dad bod's catching up. So, but when I've, got, when I've gotten back in it after a month, and I've gotten into the discipline every day. I hate it, but I do it. I hate it, but I do it. All of a sudden, I begin to crave it. My body begins to realize, like, I want that. And that's worth it. I think that can happen in our spiritual walks as well. You had a part two. Uh, I was going to touch on the, you're afraid that you won't be accepted. Mm. That's come up a couple different places. Yeah. Anybody ever struggle with that? Feeling accepted? There's probably I, I, I would I would I would dare to say that I think we've all experienced a, a, a feeling of I'm not accepted or being uh, the fear of not being accepted. And uh, the reality is um, we care a lot about what people think, and uh, I don't think we're ever going to get over that. I think I think we're gonna I think we're gonna fight with that for the for the rest of our lives, but what I do think is that uh, you will never feel accepted by people until you feel accepted by God. I don't think you will ever feel fully accepted by the community of Jesus followers fully until. I, I just think I, I I think it has to start inside of you. I, I really do. I think I think acceptance, uh, I think has more to do with with what God says about you and your 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 vertical relationship more so than the horizontal relationship. And I think we just get so caught up in what people think of us that we miss the fact that like 
I would care less about what people think about me if I cared more about what God thought of me. Like if I actually cared, if I cared more about, I, I think that's the reality. I think we don't care what God thinks about us most of the time because we're so, I think we're so distracted with what people think of us that we, that we miss it. And so I think accepting, acceptance has to do with identity and identity doesn't start with other people and what they think of you. It starts, it starts with your relationship with God. So acceptance is not, and that, that's the thing. You, you feel like you're making bad decisions. I believe in God, but I'm making bad decisions, and I feel like people aren't going to accept me. And, and I think uh, acceptance has less to do with your actions, and it, more, it has to do more with your relationship with God. It's less of an outside thing. I think it's an internal thing. It's an identity thing. That's good. Next question, is it wrong to declare yourself between two religions? Is it wrong to declare yourself between two religions? Um, great question. Yeah. I'd appreciate whoever asked, I appreciate you asked that. Because uh, either whether you're in that spot or you're somebody who's wrestling between trying to figure that out or you, or you know somebody and, and you're connected to somebody who that's, that's their situation. Um, don't stop seeking, first thing I'll say. Whatever you do, don't stop seeking. Uh, seeking God, seeking the word, seeking for, that, for the truth that's in God's word is, is huge. Uh, here's what I'd say. I, this, this question put John 14, verse 6 on my heart uh, when I thought about it. And it says this, this about this idea. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And as explicitly as he can, Jesus declares an absolute and ultimate truth, basically saying there's no other way to the Father, to God, except through me. Now, from my knowledge of religions, there's, there's not another religion outside of Christianity. And you could put a couple different banks under Christianity. Um, Catholicism, you could put underneath that bank to some degree. Um, I think there's some additional things in Catholicism that might be unnecessary in regards to the way that the gospel frees us to live, but it's not. There are plenty of Jesus-following Catholics who I do believe we're going to be in heaven together and we're going to be enjoying eternity together because it's not about Catholic or Christian. Like There's, there's some inner workings there where, where it can get in, in Christianity as well, Christianity and Catholicism. Both can become over-religious in regards to their legalistic and they... Uh, have more religion than relationship both are in danger of that but in regards to this question Jesus is saying I'm the only way so unless you come through me in belief in who I am in my life my death my resurrection uh, then there's no other way there's no other truth there's no other path to God to the father to an eternity with your creator except through him and so that takes a lot of other religions out of the equation to be able to be one foot in, one foot um, out, or one foot in another one. Because if you're in another religion, most of the other religions say there's lots of ways or there's a different way. And so Jesus is clear that he's the only way. Continue to seek. Continue to, to look to the scripture. Um, like I'm not sure what religion you're speaking about. If you wanted, If you wanted to have a conversation with me, or Wesley or somebody else, one of our leaders, about what specific your religion religion you're talking about, my answer would vary a little bit in, in talking to you, but that'd be my that'd be my answer just specifically to that one, knowing not very many details. Good question. Let's keep going. Let's try to hit. Maybe we can hit a couple fast fast ones, and then we can hit a couple more that'll take a little bit more time. Uh, 
I can't get over this one. It's not, it's not a question, but it is. Why is Wesley so bad at ping pong? False. I just wanted to just, sorry. That was, that was easy. Thank you. I just wanted to. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. You have one? Um, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, questions about how do I manage school, life, God, sports, just life. Um, I, uh, I think um, more than anything, like first, before you get to like the managing of things, first, um, you have to realize what Matthew 6.33 says. It says, seek first the kingdom of God, and the rest of it will be added to you. So before you get to like, oh, my God, and you get super overwhelmed with how, how I manage things, first, evaluate, okay, am I seeking first the kingdom of God? Am I seeking first God? Because when we take care of his business, he takes care of ours. So take care of his business, put him first, I promise you, he'll take care of the rest. That's great. Uh, this question, Chase, you've said in the past that you've dealt with insecurity. What's something you would tell a future leader who is dealing with this also? You kind of touched for a moment on insecurity and like people being accepted uh, and stuff like that. And I would echo a lot of the things that you said. Um, for me, the answer is it's daily. It's daily for me. Amen. I don't like conquer insecurity for like a week at a time. And then I'm like, oh, gosh, <laughs> now I'm dealing with it again. Oh, six gosh, days I wish. Um, so for me, I'm being like kind of serious, but joking, but serious. Uh, it's daily for me. I had to learn that it was daily for me. Cause then I would like begin to, I would begin to drown in insecurity like two days later and be like, what's wrong with me? Am I broken? Am I messed up? And what's wrong with God? Why isn't he fixing me? And I, I just realized like we only have a, a day, like every, every, not, when, nothing's guaranteed for us. All we've got is the present. And so what I'm learning in my walk with Jesus is that I got to take this thing day by day. And when I wake up, the first thing that I do as I am waking up is I'm, sp I'm speaking truth to myself about who I am in Christ. Because before Instagram hits me in the face, um, before my kids are, you know, asking for their milk to be heated up hotter than it is, um, I've got ridiculously spoiled. I don't know what in the world they want it like a certain temperature. I was like, what kids get that? Somehow my kids are getting it. It's terrible. 86, please. I don't know. I feel like I basically, Weston basically has like an ember mug for his milk, and he's just. <sighs> Actually, that'd make life way easier now yeah. that I think about it. You should make a little kid one, make it like bright colors yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's just do it from my phone. I could stay in bed. I don't have to get up. Check, check. All right. Um, copyright, copyright, copyright. <laughs> I, I, it's a daily thing. And I'll, so I'll encourage you, if that's you, uh, young leader, just young person in, in the relationship with Jesus, you have to daily speak truth over yourself. Man, I'm a son of God, I'm a daughter of God. What he thinks about me is more important than what people think about me. My identity is in Jesus. Uh, I have been bought by the blood of Jesus, which means that my sin has no power over me anymore. My failures, my mistakes do not hold weight over me anymore. Um, I'm not going to be perfect today, but I can love Jesus with everything that I've got, and I can love people like he loves them with everything that I got. And you do that, God is going to help take care of some of those things. But you're not going to like... I don't think it turned, or insecurity is something that's going like, to go away forever. It's not like a thing you can get cured as much as it's like, it's a daily submission to Jesus as Lord and receiving what he did as Savior and walking in that. That's for me. That's how I, that's how I overcome it. Um, and God has been gracious in helping me walk victoriously in that as I take it day by day. And don't, and don't wait to lead. I think our tendency is to wait to lead until we figure things out, until Good. we figure our insecurities Good out. Good word. Don't, don't, don't wait to lead. I, I so believe there was a, a real moment I had with the Lord a long time ago, and I just, I just felt like the Lord said broken, broken people, helping broken people is a really good thing. 
Like, it's just, like, we're all broken. So, like, don't wait for your insecurity to go away to leave. Yeah. So good. Um, how, do I know, how do I know that it's time for me to get baptized when nothing spiritually radical has happened yet? Great question. Um, well, the scriptures give us uh, examples of baptism. Um, obviously, Jesus, if you don't know, in the very beginning of his ministry, gets baptized by John the Baptist. He's actually like known for being a baptizer guy. Um, baptizes Jesus, and there's this moment. In fact, in fact, here's it's it's so beautiful. I forget where it's at. Gosh, I know it's what? in the Gospels, or uh, it's in each of the Gospels, but is it in John? Is it John three? When Jesus is baptized? Yeah. Yeah, it is in John. John. It's just the way, it's the way the Father speaks over Jesus. I forget which gospel it is. I should know. Thanks, Jay. Um, no, that's all Jesus' birth. Huh, right there. There it is, three. Okay. Uh, Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. And, oh, yeah, that's it. John three seventeen. You could take this verse, John 3.17, this, this, and this, Matthew. I'm sorry, Matthew, my bad, Matthew 3.17, thank you, Matthew 3.17, you should, you should all write this down, and you should all, you should all have it highlighted in your Bible, or underlined, uh, it should be, it should be on an index card that's on your mirror when you wake up, and you look at the bathroom in the morning when you first wake up, this is one of those verses, so before Jesus has had a chance to do any miracles, any ministry, Anything crazy, miraculous, any radical encounters, if you will. Here's what happens. Jesus goes, he gets baptized, and then he comes out of the water, and the voice from heaven, this is what it says in verse 17, and behold, a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. What happens here is that Jesus, the father, opens the heavens and says, this is my son, identity, who he is, and how the father feels about him. I'm well pleased. That is, for somebody in here, you need to hear that just outside of baptism. That that's, God, God speaks that as a daughter, as a son. You are a daughter. You are a son, and he's well pleased with you. He loves you. But, but to specifically the radical encounter, like up to this point, like Jesus, like Jesus was a pretty crazy dude. Like he, he knew a lot. He's God. But he also hadn't had any of the biblical accounts of any of the like, crazy miracles or stuff yet, and yet he goes and gets baptized. So that just speaks to that. If you haven't been baptized, great opportunity to get baptized two weekends from now. We have a ton of LWI people getting baptized. It's a great time to do it. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. On, a, on a practical level, too, I don't think it's necessary to get baptized, but I think, I think it is helpful knowing what it means, what it symbolizes, like the theology behind it. It's not, it's not super crazy or deep, but, but it does symbolize a, a really important event in, in the Bible. And so on just a practical level, if you don't know about it, like, look into it yourself or ask somebody. Because I, I, I think it's just helpful to know before you get baptized. Um, how do you get comfortable with praying in front of your family if they are not believers? Great question. I think I'm going to open it up bigger. Like, how do you just get comfortable praying in front of people, period? Can I, can I ask it from that standpoint? Uh, do, do you have thoughts? I got some, but I want to give you a chance. Okay. Um, the more confident you get by yourself first, the more confident you will be in front of others. Uh, it doesn't matter how confident you are in front of others. You could be the most confident dude or dudette of all time. Praying your guts out in front of people, 
It means, no, no, someone said no. Chloe's like, no, stop. <laughs> Chloe, oh, just give me grace. Um, you can get up here and just rip a prayer and sound super spiritual and super awesome. But if that doesn't translate in your, in your, private, in your private time with the Lord, in your quiet time by yourself, it means nothing. And we see that in scripture, in, in the gospels, that there's a bunch of religious people that will babble their, their, their prayer out loud so everybody can hear them and think that they sound spiritual, but their hearts are, are hard. And so that's the first thing I'd say. Like, you're going to get more confident praying in front of people. When you, when you are with the Lord and you're having time with him and you're talking to him out loud. And by the way, out loud is a good thing. Come on. You need, some of you, this will stretch your comfort zone Let's and go. distraction yep. meter, like major. But some of you need to grow a lot this next year in this. I'm speaking to myself too. It's okay to feel awkward with it. But like, when you pray, uh, you also can pray by yourself out loud. And the more you do that, the more you will begin to be like, oh, yeah, I can do this. Yep. And it, I could push through those awkwardness feelings. And that's one of the ways I'd say I got to lose. But. And I think, I think just on um, priority level, your, your private prayer level has got to be way higher than your public prayer level. Like, like that's just, that, just a period. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, what I would hate, uh, like, to end up, I, I wouldn't want to end up being this awesome public prayer, but I never pray by myself. So I think it's great to pray in public. I think it's great to grow in that, but I think how you do that and what's even more important is private prayer. Um, and one more thing on that, start small. Yeah. Like, okay, you're like, okay, I do that. I private pray. I'm still feeling like I can't pray in front of people. Just start small. Yeah. Find a way to pray about something real, real minute or like, when something, when God, God will present opportunities for you, and you're going to have to lean into some, some you'll have to lean into some awkward moments. Here, here's going to be a situation. Some of you, you don't have Christian homes, and you do not have moms or dads or, or guardians that believe like you believe. And God will begin to give you opportunities to pray for things for your family in front of them. And when those moments come, God will empower you. He will speak through you. He will use you. Be bold. Be confident in him. And start small. So maybe, like, there's a situation, you're, you're got, your family car breaks down on the side of the road, and you're sitting there, and you're like, dad's frustrated, mom's frustrated, everybody's like, this is terrible timing, this is horrible, they're mad at everybody. And you can take a moment, and you can, and you can pray. And just ask God to move, ask God to provide, ask God to help the situation, that's it. And just, I mean, there's things like that that I think, start small, watch God use those moments. A couple more here. We doing okay so far? You guys are asking so many great questions. Um, yeah. You want to do that one? Sure. Uh, how do I know if I'm called into ministry at the church? Uh, first, um, the peak of ministry is not necessarily in the church. So uh, just because you don't feel like you're supposed to work at a church or be a pastor doesn't mean you don't have a ministry. You have a ministry every single where you step. Where, you're, where your foot goes, you have a ministry. Yeah. Period. On, on speaking to working at a church and, 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 and really giving your life to full-time ministry and vocational ministry, uh, make for darn sure that it, that it is what you're called to because it's not what you think it is. This is the reality, and you don't know that until you're in it. Um, uh, someone uh, that I d love dearly told me once about ministry. Uh, they said, if, 
If you can think of yourself doing anything else, go do that. If you can think of yourself, like genuine, and like really to the, like not being fake and like, I'm called to be a pastor, and like, and trying to like earn yourself and earn your stripes, like I need to be a pastor. No, like genuinely, like if you really like, in the deepest, truest part of you, like if you can picture yourself and like, I could go do something else, go do that. Like that, that's what he would always say because ministry is, is thankless and it's not what you think it is. And it, it really, it really is difficult, uh, but it's also awesome. And it's, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Uh, but it, but that, that's, I've, I've always, that's always stuck with me. If you could do anything else, go do that. If you, if you could think of yourself doing, doing anything else, go do it. Yeah. It's really hard, but man, it is awesome. Um, and the question was about how do you know you're called or some different, like, different things like that. Um, I think that that's a great filter to, to, to go through. But in the meantime, like, as you're trying to figure it out, keep yourself around people who are doing what you think that is. Like, for me, that was it. Like, I, I felt like I was starting to stir. Like, I was like, I'm going to go play NFL football. That was what I felt for a long time. Don't laugh. <laughs> Tristan, shh. Keep your, keep your little giggles to yourself. <laughs> Listen, I, I dominated one season of my life. <sighs> um, but then ultimately, I, the Lord began to stir some things in me. And, man, at, at youth group like this, uh, God began to change my life, and I began to begin to feel like this fire welling up in me, like, maybe I'm supposed to be doing something in this world. And I didn't know for sure. Uh, I felt like God was speaking to me, but I got myself around people that were in it, and I just did whatever I could to be around them. Uh, even if it meant, like, mowing their grass, even if it meant, like, yep. coming with them on random trips to Costco. It, it didn't, yeah. didn't matter. Shopping, I just got around them because I wanted to investigate. Is this for real? Yep. Are you guys doing this for, for whatever reason? And, and that ultimately helped me begin to go, nope, this is something God's calling me to, and I'm in. But I think your word about wherever you go is ministry is so huge. Do not, listen to me very carefully, do not glorify this platform. Come on. Let's go. Anybody that's up here, anybody, uh, me at the top of the list, it means it does not mean anything. It does not make me any more spiritual. It does not make me any better of a Christian than anybody that's off the platform yep. because I'm saying something to the people that are off the platform. Yep. It is by God's grace and God's grace alone that I'm up here. Yep. And if he doesn't want me up here, I could be off in a second. Let's go. Yep. So I'm not owed anything up here. That's it's good. an absolute honor and a privilege for me to get to be in uh, this place to, to hopefully impact this generation for the, the gospel. But, but you need to know, a lot of people look at this and they go, I want to be on the platform one day. I want to speak like that. I want to sing like that. I want to. I want people to see. And I'm telling you what, that is not how God operates. And this is a cheesy phrase, but it's super true. Like your your talent and your gifting will get you there, but your character will keep you there. Come on. <laughs> so you can, because the younger younger guys, while we a lot of us grow grow up in youth group and church, and oh, here's what we do: we see a lot of platform stuff, yep. and so we glorify it. I want to be a pastor one day and preach like that, yep. a worship leader one day and worship like that. And you might be, and that's awesome. But man. Take the opportunities that God's given you to, to do something that nobody else is going to see, yep. but Jesus will. Come on. Love somebody. Nobody else will see you love, but that Jesus will see. That's right. Give something that nobody else will be able to see that you gave, but Jesus. Yep. And do that and, and, and yep. watch God use that. And I'm telling you, you, you will see those moments of knowing, like, if I'm called to be in full-time ministry or not. Yep. Um, great question. And I pray. I, I don't. I know we only got. Just do a one-minute rapid fire. Okay. I, I know we got no time. Listen, I'm going to stand up again. <laughs> 
I was going to go all the way up like you, and I was like, that's too exaggerative. Um, not that you were exaggerative. I just didn't want to do that and meet, meet your same level of exaggeration. Thanks. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> I hope and I pray and I believe that God calls a bunch of you into full-time vocational Let, ministry. Yeah, come on. I don't want to downplay it because the Lord knows we need we need the kingdom of God needs more youth pastors yep, and right. more worship leaders and more kids pastors and more yep, children's ministry right. work. Like the gospel needs to continue to be yep. preached and shared and disciples being made. And, and so you don't, don't like go, oh, maybe like I, I hope you don't hear us and be like, well, maybe not. Like test it, pursue it, but, but don't glorify it. And I mean, I pray some of you go, God's calling me to be a pastor. Yep. But it doesn't minimize your ministry. That's right. Good. Rapid That's fire. Let's go. Um, I'm scared of baptism, but I want to be, I want to embrace it. Um, I think sometimes it's good to do things scared. Sometimes I think scared, let's not do it. I think sometimes it's good to do things scared. But if you, if you, you need to walk with somebody, come talk to somebody. I think that's the greatest way. You need to be in community, talk with somebody, and uh, we'll walk, we want to walk with you through fears. Is it okay to not want a romantic relationship? Yes. 100%. Singlehood is, is biblical. Paul yep. was single. Jesus Paul, was yep. single. And those lives were blessed, and they weren't any less than yep. what God had in, plan, in store for somebody that wanted to be in a relationship or wanted to be married. So when you hear that, you got to know. It's okay. Yep. And, and that's, that's, that's fantastic. Continue to trust God with your heart. Yep. Uh, I think that might be all of them. Hmm. Um, there's so many good ones. Okay. I don't know what that one was referencing. You got to get ready to answer the top one. What top one? Very, very top one that's coming in. Oh, yours isn't there yet. Oh. <laughs> Hold on, not yet. All right, go ahead and answer that one. I'll try to find one more. You don't want to say that for last? No, we can say that one for last. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> one, day we'll get a, one day we'll get a better system. Uh, this is still feels like crazy that we have the technology to be able to do this in, in and of itself, but we're going to get a better system. Um, uh, how do you talk to your family about God when they judge you for your own beliefs and callings? Um, well, um, the Bible says a lot of things. The Bible says honor your parents, um, and honor is a big thing. So number one, Honor your parents, honor your family, um, but beliefs come from here, not from your feelings. So make sure, make sure before you stand on it, before you say, prove me wrong, like before you get on your, your pedestal, make sure that it lines up with the word of God. Because I think sometimes we get, we get more passionate and more feeling and emotion, like no, when really like the word of God says what it says. So make sure that you're confident that it lines up with the word of God, period, before you before you stand on it in front of people who don't believe the same thing. It's really good. Um, You're just going mad over here, dude. No. Okay. I did that one. Last question, and then we'll pray. Uh, Wesley, when do you want to have kids? <laughs> I wonder who asked that. My wife. Um, you know, honestly... I wouldn't be mad nine months from today. Hey. <laughs> you told me to answer the question, dude. 
I, I answer the question. <laughs> Let's go. Whew. All right, well. Or, or my birthday's tomorrow. On that note. Nine months from tomorrow. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Welcome. Welcome to uh, LWY fam. On that note, you guys, we keep it real. I'm telling you what, we keep it, we keep it real. I'm married. <laughs> I'm married. You are married. Um, make hey. Sure, make sure you're married. Great, great questions. Hey, we are so, uh, we are so thankful that you have the questions that you have. Listen, no, don't ever feel like a question that you have that you're wrestling with yep. disqualifies you. Yep. So many times we're like, if I'm, if I'm asking this or I'm struggling with this, the feelings that the enemy can begin to bring on you are like something's wrong with you or you're not, you're not, you don't have enough faith or whatever. None of that is true, man. This, you got to know, you can't stop asking questions. You got to bring what you're wrestling with to yep. the Lord, to That's people good. that can help you walk, walk it out. Don't hide it. Don't bury it. Don't try to do it on your own because that's where it can become dangerous. And that's where I think the church can grow, where I want this to be a place that grows in addressing some of these, some of these questions. Okay, I'm going to hold myself to this because I've mentioned it before and we have not done it. We will take some time, Wesley and I, oh, uh, yeah, in, the next, in the next two weeks. I'm not going to say it for this week because Anthem's starting this next week and we got a lot going on. It's going to be a great week. But we will take some time to walk through the questions that came in. I'll give you five more minutes that come in through 810 that we didn't get a t- chance to address. And we will do like a 25, 30 minute uh, podcast addressing the ones that Let's didn't come go. in on our LWI uh, podcast. podcast. But by the way, if you, if you aren't following us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify for our sermon, subscribe because we've got some great messages from the past that are, are good for you to, to check out. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll address some of these questions so that if you're like, man, my question didn't get answered, we will do our best to get it, uh, get it answered in, in the next five minutes. A- ask them all. So if you got some, throw them in. It'll, we'll keep it open for the next five minutes. Okay, I'm going to pray. We are not having service next week uh, for the Labor Day weekend, and then we are kicking off with our fall kickoff on the 8th. Let's if go. you want to get baptized and you haven't connected with us yet, uh, this is a great chance. Find one of us tonight so we can get you signed up. September 8th is going to be an absolute party. We love you. Let's pray. In fact, let's all stand to our feet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're about to stand to your feet in four seconds anyway. Stand to your feet. No, I'm not going to stand on there. Can you guys see me? All right, let's get up here. No, they can see me. They just can't see you. Shh, 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 shh. Okay. Yeah, those are my guys right there. Oh my gosh, you all somehow are like six foot tall. It's awesome. Very tall people over there. Cool guys. I always am reminded the Lord didn't uh, didn't decide to give me some of those jeans. That's cool. Let's pray. God, thank you for who you are. God, that in every one of these questions that are asked, whatever they come from, that you know every single detail of these lives the family situations, what they're wrestling with. Lord, I pray for those that are struggling with depression, anxiety, for those that are really wrestling with doubt, that are wrestling with this whole even belief in God. I pray for that student in this room right now, listening to my voice, that is struggling and wrestling with even believing in you. I pray that you would speak to them. I pray you would reveal to them who you are in a fresh way and open their eyes and ears to your love for them, their identity in you. And God, we, uh, we, just, we just want to take a moment to say we thank you and we love you for who you are. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. We love you. Hang out. If you're brand new, make sure you bring your connection card slip to the cafe so we can get you something for free. We'll see you in two weeks.